It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino at Belly Shore Parks. James Seltzer coming to you from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. Comfy chairs, big TVs, and all, you know, kind of like the last few weeks. It's been like, come out and watch some baseball, you know, watch some golf, watch some soccer. That's awesome. I love that. Today, college football action. If you want to show up, play some bets, watch some games. My uncle's hanging out watching games right now. Some good NFL games, too. I think Aaron Rodgers is actually playing for the Jets today. Yeah, he is. Which is is surprising. It seems like more and more teams have done that. Not the Eagles, obviously. No, not the Eagles. More starting quarterbacks have played. Yeah, we saw Anthony Richards play a half against the Eagles. Yes, try very hard. Very, very hard. I guess I respect. Also embarrassing, but (laughs) also respectable. I know, I know. know. Yeah, it it is wild to have gotten to this point with the Eagles where it's just like, you know, preseason, it's it's become meaningless. It really, like the preseason, not the joint practices, right. not being at training camp and seeing what you see. But in terms of the actual preseason games themselves, like you're just not going to see players who matter playing in those games. Yeah, you're Eagles. definitely not going to see the starters. I, I think even if the league transitions back that way, you won't see the Eagles do it. Um, so, yeah, Thursday night, obviously, you know, preseason, training camp, that's my heart. So sad to see it end. But it's going to be a very interesting weekend. And, uh Always good to talk to you. Yeah, so we'll get, like, cuts are already happening. Sorry yes. about Tyree Jackson, buddy. That's all right. That. He'll be back. It was painful. It yeah. was tough. Practice squad. I'm, the, I'm the confident. The real question, the real important thing to track throughout this show, if you listen to the morning show yesterday or, or a pod, on the podcast when we talk about this, Elliot in the thick of a, uh, a competition yes. to win the Beat Writer Challenge for who predicts the closest to the 53-man roster. How are you looking so far? Well, I made a bold decision to cut Aaron Sipos. Wow. So I have him not keeping a punter through final cuts. Maybe today we'll get good news on that. I think it's also something the fans would probably I think that would be a celebratory if, if news. They found yes. out. But, yeah, so uh, going to be – I mean, look, it's Howie's season. This is Howie's time to shine. It's one of the most active times. So uh, definitely going to be busy. Yeah, keep it here, 215-592-9494, if you want to chime in on any, any of it. All right, uh, but we are – at that point now, where, where training camp's over, 
preseason's over. Like we're through the joint practice, we're through it all. And it's still like 15 days until which they play is weird. Or something absurd. Like yes, that. it is actually exactly 15 days. Yeah. Two weeks from there tomorrow, the Eagles will play a game, so it is a little strange. But they'll be practicing and all that stuff. But look, we're we're through it. You know, we are through training camp. We're through preseason. So, Elliot, let, let's kind of recap it and talk about what we've seen, what we feel good about, what we don't. Whether you feel better or worse about this team after training mm-hmm. camp, go through some of the position groups. You know, we came in, we're like, all right, the safeties, the linebackers, all this stuff. Um, let's dive through coming out of training camp right now before we dive into some specific groups and all that. Like, what is your overall feel about this team yeah. compared to how you felt, let's say, six weeks ago? Well, I, you know, I think that there's certain things that matter more than others. Like, when we don't talk about depth, like, that matters, but it doesn't matter as much as the starters, obviously. I think the biggest takeaway for me in terms of the players would be that the best players on the team all had really good camps. Jalen was outstanding. A.J. was outstanding. Devontae was outstanding. I think you saw Slay have a great camp. Bradbury moved around a bit. He went from outside to nickel. I think they're going to use him in some type of linebacker role. So I do think, like, the top-end talent on the roster – all had really good camps and you know knock on wood all injuries are serious I don't want to you know belittle the injuries to Sean Bradley and and Zach McPherson because they are important special teams player players but the fact that they got through camp with all 22 of their starters healthy I think is probably the biggest takeaway from what happened so from a top end perspective yeah I think the Eagles should be encouraged by what they saw that was my obviously you know my first thought was yes to your point like Zach McPherson and Sean Bradley are not nothing to lose but compared to, you know, you see what's happening to some of these other teams. I mean, let, let just in the own, in own division, Terry McLaurin not going to be ready to start yeah, the season. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey like. out for the Jaylen year. Jalen Ramsey out for at least at least a, a large portion of the year. Like, people have been lost. Joe Burrow, we don't even know if Joe Burrow is going to start the season with this calf thing. Like, there's all kinds of injuries that have happened. So, I think to your point, when you're looking at training camp, first and foremost, you say, all right. You and, and the, the Reddick thumb injuries there and all, but they expect him to start the season. You say, all right, you know what? We came out of this pretty damn healthy and you feel good about that yeah for sure so i think from the starter perspective you feel good and you know that's probably what's going to decide the season the most i do think the depth on this team ended up being a disappointment compared to what i expected i think they're very deep at corner for sure but outside of the top two receivers i don't think any of the receivers outside of that had a consistently great camp throughout um the backup tight ends i don't think were overly impressive the backup offensive line depth I think is good. I, I will say a lot of teams around the league are unable to have even five starting starters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the Eagles have probably the best, if not the second best starting offensive line in the league. So that that's a positive. The depth, not great in my opinion. And I will say the linebacker position, I feel better about it from a starter perspective, but that's because of Cunningham and how he played. The backups, I mean, Miles Jack you brought in, he retired. Uh, Nicholas Moreau, don't know if he's going to make the team. Um, ben Van Summeren had a decent camp, but also, like, he's more of a special teams guy. So I think last year what really benefited this team in certain spots, they remained pretty healthy, was the depth that they had. I don't know if they have that same depth this year. Yeah, no, and look, that's the kind of thing that's going to happen. You're going to have to cut somewhere when you, you know, win a lot. And yes. then you're going to lose certain guys, and you're going to have to fill the places that you can. And Jalen gets paid, and I know it's not affecting this year as much, but that's the type of you know, roster mechanics and, and maneuvering that Howie Roseman has to do. And with special teams, obviously, that's a big part of that and all that. But I, I think when you come out of camp and you feel great about Jalen, for those who missed it on the pod or missed it on Twitter, Elliot gave Jalen a straight-up A. Straight across A's across the, the board. board. Accuracy, running, turnovers, overall. I mean, yeah, he had he had the camp you wanted to see. Obviously, his touchdowns were, were lower than what he normally has. He had, in fact, the lowest, I believe, amount of touchdowns in training camp he's had since he became the starter. 
But this is a good example of where, like, numbers don't tell the whole story. Just watching him, I mean, there was maybe two or three open throws he missed that would have got him up to 20, you know, 19, 20. But I think he was extremely accurate. I do think he looks improved as a passer. I think he's attempting throws in camp. I didn't see him attempt during the regular season last year. A lot more timing throws, a lot more. Uh, I mean, A.J. Brown had a ridiculous camp, and a lot of that is because he's a great player, but also because Jalen was so good. So, yeah, I think Jalen was everything the Eagles wanted to see. So here's where I'm at coming out of camp. In 215-592-9494, if you want to chime in on specific position battles and how they've played out, if you want to chime in on whether you feel better or worse about this team coming out of camp, anything you want to chime in with the Eagles as training camp is over, preseason is over, it is about time to start the 2023 yes. football season. I mean, two weeks from today, I'm flying to Boston. Exactly. Yeah. So get on the record, 215-592-9494. Here's where I'm at. First and foremost, like we said, health is the very first thing that hits me. Like, a, you know, it's the, the shining light yes. at the end of the thing. It's like, all right, we were healthy. Thank goodness. All right, so that that's one. But here's the other thing. And and when I take into account what you say and what you've said throughout camp, that, that, that the top guys that we're counting on the most look very good, mm-hmm. whether it's Hurts or AJ or Devontae or, or Slay or Bradbury, all these guys look, look really good. And then, and I know depth is, is, is important, don't get me wrong, but when you look around at the positions that we came into camp concerned about the starting spots at, like you just said, linebacker, you know, I, I don't think it's like, oh, we're we're great there, but I think people feel pretty good about Zach Cunningham coming in. I know yeah, a lot I mean, of people he's played well for sure since he's been in. A lot of people feel good about Nicobe Dean. Obviously, yeah. we'll see how that plays out. I know I am obviously very high on Nicobe. Dean. Your boy, it's my boy. I think at the safety spot, you know, Blankenship. I think people were surprised that he kind of is the the guy coming in, but he's had a really good camp, and I think you feel good about Blankenship. You feel good about what Sidney Brown has shown you. All the new additions on defense, you feel good about what you've seen. There's been positive reports, whether it's obviously Jalen Carter, the you know, through the to the moon type yep. stuff, but Nolan Smith, Jordan Davis, whether or not you know he's going to be as good as we want him to be, in shape, taking steps first. So all these things that we came into camp, Cam Jurgens, you haven't heard a word about one problem, one issue with Cam Jurgens. I mean, he took every snap with the first team. And going exactly. into camp, we didn't know if it was going to be exactly. split, if Tyler Steen. Was so you know, do there's it. like the running back thing, but we know there's still talent there. I just come in, coming off camp and looking at where this team is set now saying like I feel better about the things that I was concerned about coming into camp than I felt prior so the thing that I would say I feel worst about though or worse about is the is the coaching staff and it's not really on Nick I mean I think Nick I still feel very strongly about where he's at as a head coach I think did a great job last year my concern is not Nick going in I didn't expect the team to kind of I don't want to say admit because it's not like they were up at the podium every day saying they were sloppy but, you know, the Sean Desai talked about substitution issues. I saw them with my own two eyes. I saw frustration from Nick. Um, I thought the first joint practice against the Browns where they didn't have great energy day one, the players talked about that. I thought that was noteworthy. Obviously, the fight to end camp, not an ideal way to end the camp. So while I do feel, like I said, really good about the top end of the roster and the talent that they have, and I think that this team is just going to win games because they're way more talented. I mean, it's been a long time since that with the Eagles. Last year, I, you could argue, but they also were a pretty clean team. Really, since 2004 has this team just been, like, way more talented than, than every opponent they face, and I think you'll see some of that this year. But what still sticks with me is day one of training camp, Nick Sirianni says, we're, like, penalties are how we're going to lose to bad teams. Sloppy play, that's how we're going to lose to bad teams. And I am worried after seeing them throughout training camp that there is going to be more sloppy play than I anticipated. When we talked this whole offseason about how they could come off to a slow start, in my mind it was more, more like lackadaisical, like just, you know, you always see it with teams, Super Bowl teams especially coming off, they have slow, slow starts to the season. I didn't anticipate leaving camp feeling like, 
maybe they weren't fully prepared. I just it looks to me like a team that's still gelling from a coaching staff perspective. Again, on the field, the talent was clear throughout camp, but from a coaching staff perspective, I don't. I think they're still gelling, and I worry going into the regular season, and especially in a division where it's the division's going to be very tight, but then also the conference could potentially be tight. Every single game matters, and if they do go to New England and lose week one, or if they split the first two, I think they definitely beat Tampa week three, so you have a safety net there against you know completely disastrous start to the season. But I just I thought I would leave camp feeling more confident in their ability to kind of override the traditional slow start to the season. And I don't feel that way after watching them for the last month. So they still have 15 days to prepare. They're going to practice tomorrow. They'll be practicing, I believe, on Monday before final cuts begin. But, yeah, I, I think that, you know, in, in 10, 15 years when we're talking about this camp, and we probably will not be talking about this yeah, camp I, I won't, I won't be <laughs> in 10 that. to 15 years. But my biggest takeaway was, like, slop, sloppy. And so I didn't expect to feel that way. I, I get that. And I do, I, I, I've said throughout training camp, throughout the preseason you know, time period that if I had to pick one of the things that everyone talks about as a concern, whether it's a schedule, whether it's a position group, whether it's this, that, whatever, the two new coordinators for yeah. me is the the thing that I could see being the biggest issue because, you know, again, we talked about it. It's, I think it's 25 years since a team has lost both coordinators coming off a, a Super Bowl. Like it's, you know, that is a loss. Yeah. Um, but, but I will say that, you know, and I've referenced this before, but you, year one, Sirianni comes out the, through seven or eight games, whatever, historic penalties, historic sloppy play, all that. He's shown he's able to fix mistakes. They fix Which mistakes. is definitely encouraging. And here's the other thing, and I, I've said this a ton of times on the pod throughout the years, and, and it's just something that I've come to, to take as like a, a fact of modern-day football is all these teams are sloppy early in the yeah. season. Like, we just don't see the brand of football that, that we know – until you're like a month or a month and a half into the season. So I think it just teams almost play their ways into being less sloppy, into being in more shape, into all that type of stuff. And I just think that's part of the, the way the NFL season is, is set up now with the, the less players playing in preseason, with the less aggressive training camp, the less practice, the two days, like all that type of stuff. I think because of that, like teams are not as prepared to start the season. And and we are here every day. You're down there every day. You're seeing this. You're like, oh, they're sloppy. I'll bet the Patriots are sloppy. I'll bet the Vikings are yeah. sloppy comparatively. Yeah. And I think that's why early in the year, like the talent has to win out. And you could argue then this is where this is where Jalen earns his money. Right. I mean, the reason you pay a quarterback this much money is because you want him to go out and win games who you're not supposed to win. And I'm not saying it's all on Jalen to start the season, but the, I mean, they're facing Mac Jones week one. That's a quarterback Jalen should outplay. Kirk Cousins week two. He should outplay him. I mean, there's probably only two, you know, arguably two yeah, quarterbacks on the schedule all year. It's like, like Mahomes, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Josh and Aaron Rodgers, the only three who would even like right, talk exactly. about with so, Hurts. So I, I do think, you know, there, there will be those weeks, but the first month of the season, because I agree with you, like you see sloppy play around the league. That's where the talent has to win out. So while I am concerned about the sloppy play, the fact they made it through healthy and the starters all played good, I think the Eagles, you know, they're making final cuts this week. So obviously it's a tense week or weekend in the Novacare, but they must feel pretty good. I mean, I would put these starters on bubble wraps for the next 15 days. Make sure you get them to, uh, to New England health. 215-592-9494. Where are you at with this team coming out of training camp? It's done. No more preseason. No more training camp. It's just time to get ready for the season, which is two weeks from tomorrow. One more question from Elliot, and then we'll go to the phones. 215-592-9494. You mentioned it before. I think Aaron Sipos is your obvious answer for this. But outside of Sipos, is there a name that we could hear today or tomorrow as a cut from the Eagles mm -hmm. where Eagles fans would be like, whoa, 
like who's a, and I'm not saying you're saying this will happen. You're, right. you're not, but this will be the surprise. Yeah, like give, give me a potential like you know twenty percent chance or fifteen percent chance or whatever yeah. where it's like whoa that guy got cut. So I think there's there's probably a few. Um, I mean Britton Covey I think has a chance to be released. He's dealing with an injury. He had a good camp where I thought he looked improved as a as a receiver, but. I don't think he's ready to be like on the field taking snaps, uh, you know, in the NFL receiver yet. So if he's not going to be a great punt returner or not ready for week one, I think you can see him be released. I don't think he'll be claimed. Derek Barnett's an interesting name. Ooh, I, I don't think that is it. Well, that's the name kind of name I'm looking yeah, for. Here. I, I don't think they're going to cut Derek Barnett, but I do wonder if they would trade him over the next few days. Especially, look, we just talked about the sloppiness. If you have a chance to send a message here and go, this is someone that's repeatedly made the same mistakes. We've talked to him about it. He does it time and time again. That would be a great way for Sirianna to send a message of like, we will not be accepting uh, sloppy play. So I would put, um, I would put uh, Barnett there. So I do think Rashad Penny is going to make the team. But I'm at, like, 95%. Sure. I could see a world where they cut him. They think he maybe gets through waivers. They bring him back on the practice squad. Or they have him wait a week, frankly, and then his salary is not guaranteed until week two. I just think they're going to go ahead with Swift, Gainwell, and uh, and Scott as their top three for week one. So I don't know how important Penny is for the week one roster. Yeah, look, and we had Corey and Columbus on here talking about how they have Sermon for an extra year. Yeah, Sermon's gone, I He's think. gone, yeah. I think but, he's going to be released. But regardless, it would be interesting. I mean, we've seen them keep three running backs before. That's happened before, right. certainly, uh, coming out. And that is, to your point about all these kind of you know roster gyrations, it's one of those things where... You well, know, a guy could get cut today and then be back on the team well, tomorrow. Well, that's the thing know? I would also – I look, I think the Gobert's callers are among the smartest, if not the smartest the call, smartest. smartest listeners. So I think they're aware of this. But for any new listeners, like this, the 53-man roster that we're going to see on Tuesday is not the final 53-man roster. Some of those players are just going to be held through so they can put on be put on IR after cuts. Some of those players are held through just so they're not exposed to waivers. And then also with the practice squad this year, the practice squad can be 16 spots, and six of those players, I believe, can have two or more years of experience. You're talking about veterans. Like, Nicholas Moreau could be released. He could play week one. He could be brought up. They could not carry a punter through the final 53. They could sign a punter, bring him up the first few weeks on practice squad. Like, the 53-man roster has really changed a lot from what it was even five or six years ago. And that's what I think Howie will be stressing these next few days. It's not going to be what's the best roster for week one. It'll be what's the 53 players we value the most, and then how do we use the practice squad to fill out the roster for the season opener. And then there's players cut by other teams who might fit you better. There yeah. might be a player where it's, oh, oh, we need a linebacker. That guy's better than Nicholas Marl. Let's bring him in. You know, that kind of and stuff And that's why I think too. they would cut Sipos because I think they're going to be looking Gives for Gives them more punters. maneuverability. So why expose an extra player to waivers when you probably are not committed to Sipos anyway? All right, 215-592-9494. We want to talk to as many calls as we can today where you at coming off training camp with the uh, and the preseason with this eagles team your concerns do you feel better or worse about this team normally i do the every I know. Saturday it's a, it's a big time. day it's a special it's a day. big day shout out to our buddy tom from abington for relinquishing his spot to start our show so today we will start it out where we never start out on saturdays with the wedding guy, the groom. I was thinking of the word. I'm like, it's groom. That's it's groom, yes. Shout out to the groom. Our buddy Drew from Westchester is getting married today. What up, buddy? What's up, boys? How we doing? How you feeling, Drew? Congratulations, you excited, buddy. You nervous? I know you're probably looking fly already. You got the suit on. Like, like take us through this right now. Yeah, let me, let, me, let me make an analogy. Let me take you guys through how I'm feeling. I feel kind of how I feel, how, how I felt going into the Giants playoff game. Uh, last year, because just like you're trying to beat a third time, this was our you know third attempt. We had yes. two COVID weddings uh, wiped out, 
And, you know, I feel like it's like you can prepare, like you can rep it like so many times, the first dance, the vows, and when like the lights go on, you got to be ready to go. And I just feel like, you know, like second play of the game, Jalen hits Devontae with that 40-yard bomb. I fist bumped the guy next to me at the link. We were both like, we're locked in. Like this game's over. So let me say this. Going into that Giants playoff game, me and James both said repeatedly on the pod, the idea that the Giants had a chance was laughable, and they were not going to win that game. That was the most confident we have most ever confident been going we've ever into a playoff been. game, like by miles. Yeah, but I will tell you, I'm even more confident that today is about to be the best day of your life, man. Love You're going to crush it. It's going to be a beautiful day. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. So I'm Weather's super amazing. Yeah. I know it's in New York, but I'm sure it's pretty Ideal nice up weather, there, too. Yes. It's been great. No, the weather's, the weather's super nice here. We were a little concerned about rain um, earlier in the um, – earlier in the week uh but it's uh it's really cleared up it's really cleared up uh if i sound a little flustered i'm sorry i just got a random like nosebleed which i never do so oh my goodness wow i'm battling through that as we're uh i'm battling through it as i'm talking to you guys shout out to justin and richmond who just grabbed me a couple um he just grabbed me some Ah, go burn Uh, a real one justin here um but yeah and i wanted to uh, i wanted to give you guys a prediction from my wife so like you seltzer uh brandon graham is uh, her favorite eagle, wow. and she says uh, Brandon's going to get seven and a half sacks this year, wow. uh, and one of them's going to be a strip sack against uh, Dak Prescott in one oh, of the uh, in the Cowboys. Unless games. Trey Lance is playing for the Cowboys, yeah, right? we'll talk about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, That's great. great. That's great. Well, look, go deal with that nosebleed. I don't want you to uh, get your suit messed up or anything like that. No, I don't. I'm all good. I don't have a, I don't have a suit on yet, so I'll just okay, leave good. you guys with I'll just leave you guys with one or two things. Uh, yeah, later. One, I'm. I'm really excited about the corners. Uh, Elliot, like yeah. you, uh, I'm going heavy at. Uh, I'm going heavy at corner. Uh, Makai Gardner, Eli Rick, both on there. And then I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to close it out with uh, this without Justin joining me. E A G L E S Eagles. Max Jones, you ain't ready, baby. Fifteen days. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I love it. Mazel tov, buddy. Have My fun man. today. That's awesome, man. Too. The uh, that's, I'm so that's, confident it's going to be an awesome day. Wedding for him. day, right there. The impromptu nosebleed during the call. Not great. Not great. Not great. But you know, he pointed out before, Drew's a primetime player. Again, so, yeah, you know, he is a primetime. Like player. if Jalen Hurts got a nosebleed before a game, we'd be like, he'll be fine. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, point. He's got it. So you know, Drew yeah. is well, I'll, Jalen Hurts. Now. I'll, I'll say this too. I like the prediction from his wife. Um, Seven and a half sacks would be an awesome year. Be a really Brandon nice Graham. year. Yeah, Coming it would off be. of 10, if you told me before well, the start 30, last year, five years, they were going to get like 18 old, sacks yeah. from him over the next next two years, yes. you would have absolutely taken that. So, yeah, look, I mean, I mean, she's making a smart decision marrying Drew, and I guess a, a smart preview, as, uh, a smart prediction as well. Love it. All right, 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. We're with you till 3 today. We want to talk to as many of our real ones as we can. Get on the record. Where are you at with this Eagles team coming out of training camp preseason? It's over. The season is what's coming next. Two weeks from tomorrow, where are you at with this squad? Do you feel better or worse about them after training camp? Position groups, you had questions about, concerns about. Do you still have questions? Have they been answered? 215-592-9494. And, of course, any questions for wrapping up camp about Elliott's stats, about his observations from training camp, we will take all those as well. 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful sports book at Parks Casino. And pro football season is right around the corner. And college football is already up and running. The Bet Parks Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app that we here at Go Birds recommend. And they cater to the real Philly sports fan. Odds, bets, slots, games. It's all in the palm of your hand. Join us right now and download the Bet Park Casino and Sportsbook app. 
new customers, if you make a $10 winning bet, a winning $10 bet, you get $125 in sportsbook bonus bat bets back. It is a great, great deal. Make those pro and college football futures bets on, on the Bet Park Sportsbook app. Here's some of our favorite college favorites to bet on and potential payouts if these teams win it all. A $50 wager on Michigan pays out $375. How about a $50 wager on our Penn State? A lot of Penn State fans in the area pays out $1,200. And $50, and then, of course, the pro football future. So much to bet on. You want to bet on our squad here. $50 pays out $350. I think it's a great bet. I think they got a real chance to win it all. And, of course, so much more you can bet on with the pro football futures. You can bet on division winners. You can bet on conference winners. You can bet on MVP, defensive player of the year, over-unders, all kinds of awesome stuff to bet on. The app is easy to use. It's fun and it's intuitive. And Bet Parks is also an official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Bet golf with Bet Parks and bet the tournament winner, favorite golfers, matches, and more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook app. We are coming in from the beautiful Sportsbook at Park Casino, watching some preseason football. There's golf on, baseball coming up, all kinds of good stuff. Back to the funds in a sec. R.I.P. Bob Barker just passed yeah. away, apparently. 99. Uh, December 12th was very close to getting to 100, so yeah. almost made it. I mean, obviously a legend. I actually, of all the, I don't, I'm not an old, I don't watch we know, old shows. Everyone right, knows, right. everyone knows. I did watch that show, Like though. I was kind I of, yeah, that's watching a, it. Yeah. Well, when, so we found out during the break, Dave Breitmeyer told us, and I, I was actually surprised you knew who Bob Barker was. Yeah, so. well, I also saw Happy Gilmore. There so you go. That, that's part of there it. You go. Obviously killed it in, in, in that role. He was great in that. Yeah. He, one of the all-time great cameos in movie history. Yes. Legitimately. Yeah, but look, I mean, the show The was, price is wrong. Yeah. The show was about chopping, so, you know. Oh, right up your alley. Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, it was. Look, you stayed home from school when you were a kid. You watched Price yes, Play. You watched yes. Bob Barker. So R.I.P. Bob Barker, obviously a hell of a run for that guy. And a lot of great stuff with animal rights and all this stuff. Bob Barker, a great dude. 215-592-9494. Let's uh, try and get to as many calls as we can today. Wrapping up the Eagles preseason. Wrapping up training camp. Where you're at with this team. And uh, a shout-out to our guy for giving up his spot and letting Drew and Wetchester go first. His wedding gift. It's our guy Tom and Abington. Not at his normal time. You, Tom. Yo, fellas. How are we doing today? 
Now it feels like the show. Started. Yeah, now we're good. Yeah, <laughs> now, now, now we're good. I felt like it was slow today for some reason. Now we're sad. Yeah. Now we're on, on track. Well, Drew, if you're listening, good luck, brother. And geez, guys, it sounds like Drew's been through more in his engagement than we went through combined in our marriages. <laughs> oh, I know. COVID weddings, well, the good news is maybe he's getting it all out of the way. That's, oh, good point. All I smooth like that. Yeah, so ah, I like there that. you go. Uh, well, Elliot, what, what no is, more nosebleeds the rest of his life. What a spin right there. That's I'm there good at looking at optimistic I know you are. What a pro. a very positive fellow. What a pro. Uh, however, I do have something to report to you about your cohort, James. Uh, uh-oh. All right, so Elliot said something on air this, this week that makes me question a couple things about our boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, his vision, and two, his comprehension skills. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, so he's describing the television show OC to Ike, and he described it as a teen comedy. Yeah, no, that no, will no, no, so. Wait, wait, okay, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. The OC we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. I, I look, look. <laughs> Donovan chest pat hand up. I, I, I choked in the moment. Okay. I think well, so Ike, Ike a, Reese, a, a teen drama. So for some backstory, Ike Reese <laughs> melodrama. Yes, we could say. Yeah. Yes. Ike Reese asked me to describe the OC, and it was I was just so thrown off because I don't think I mean everyone I know watched it, so I've never had to describe it, and I did a poor job. <laughs> okay. It should have. It it, it's not a comedy. Look, there are funny moments. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, Adam Brody's funny. Well, how would but, you describe it? Is that how you're going uh, to try to sing that? Describe it as teen melodrama. Teen drama, I guess. Melodrama. Yeah, yeah melodrama yeah. is what I would say. Uh, Teen's so, an important part, but yeah. yeah sure, yeah. of course, but comedy, uh, absolutely uh, not important part yes. of it, yes. I just wanted to go a little behind baseball there, you know. Uh, <laughs> inside so, the dugout, yeah, inside, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the birds this year, um, you guys know I'm not a rah-rah guy. I, I, I call it like I see it. At least I try to. Mm-hmm. Um I just see the Eagle, and now I said this three weeks ago before Chris, what's his name, said anything. I had him at 15 and 2 and beating the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Wow. I just think this is the perfect mix of young, hungry talent with grizzled veterans that have been there before. It's like a perfect combination. And then when you throw in Jalen Hurts leading this bunch, I don't see many teams out there that are going to be able to stop them. Yeah, I mean, the, the interesting thing about this Eagles season is if you just look at it from the rosters and on the field, I mean, there's, again, only maybe one team in the in the NFL that could possibly beat them, and I, that, that's a stretch. There's only one team you would say is maybe better going into the season, and that's the Chiefs. I think there's probably three or four teams that, in theory, could beat them uh, in a game. But I agree with you overall. Like, for a team that's potentially prepared to uh, – to, to go into the year, to have the veterans that have been there. And frankly, players that have been off coming off of a Super Bowl, Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham, they know what it's like to be, yep. be in the Super Bowl and then the next year go through it. And this is another benefit having players that come from Alabama, Oklahoma, not so much Clemson anymore, but players that, you know, have been in big football games and come into the next year expecting to only lose one or two games. So I agree with your assessment. I mean, it'll be, it'll be really impressive if they win 15 games, but mm-hmm. I agree with your assessment of how the roster is ready for it. So the three things I needed them to take care of, obviously Mariota is going to be here as the backup. I think we all know this. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's like a 90% chance. Yeah, and Sipos, I, I just don't know, but – my main deal is still Derek Barnett. I'm glad you brought him up, Elliot. Um, yeah. I want to know what the chances are that, that he's out of here. You fellas have a great weekend. My right, Tommy. Great stuff. Yeah, Elliot addressed it before. He thinks there's at least a, a chance. So not, a, I, not a good one, but I a don't chance. think they're going to release him. I'd be pretty surprised. They just gave him a new contract, or at least I should say restructured his contract over the last few weeks. So that's generally a move you make if you're going to keep the player. But – I think there's trade value out there for Derek Barnett. He's on a low number. He was a top 15 overall pick. Um, 
you know, has has definitely had a, a non-small amount of really quality games. What are you getting a seventh round? Well, pick? I, well I agree. You're not going to get like a yeah. you're not going to get like a fourth. But I'm saying I don't think I think if they were going to move him from Derek Barnett, they'd be able to trade him for something. I don't. I think they would cut him if they were moving. I don't him. think they're going to release him. I don't. I don't think they're going to yeah. release him either. I'm saying I don't think they can get anything for him in a trade. I think I think you could definitely get like a seventh or another or a, or a player that another team's going to cut. Something I get like your that. point. I don't think you can. Like, There's I, just not I think a lot of fall- good edge rushers. Yeah, though. but he's not either. He has fallen really far. Like he's not a good edge rusher, and he and he causes teams problems. Yeah, I get yeah. your point. Like I get the the profile of the player and how that type of player could get you something. I just yeah. don't think Derek Barnett can. I could be wrong. Let's go to Strawberry Mansion and talk to Hassan. How you been, Hassan? Oh, he's on. What's up, Hassan? Good to, to, the- good to hear from you. I tried to get on yesterday, but I was—I left my headphones and I couldn't get—you know—I couldn't get busy like that. You know, it's all I'm a good. trash man. I appreciate you trying to call it. We got you now. That's all that matters, my my man. For sure. And I wanted to be—I wanted to let you know, Elliot, that I'm very encouraged by your assessment of training camp. I'm gonna yeah, let you know why. Been... Okay. Last year you were so—you know—we need to look for a franchise quarterback, and I kept telling you we had one. And yep. Me too. He wanted, to, wanted to trade away all our picks to, to, to go get a quarterback. I'm telling you, we had one, and he was yep. so worried about Hurts' performance in training camp, and he came out and was, was should have been the MVP. In my eyes. Me too. Well, it sounds like maybe you should be worried about my assessment of training camp. Yeah, if he's the other yeah. way around, yeah. <laughs> but, but, no, no, because yeah. you were so worried about him last year, and then this year you're saying sloppy plays. And I'm, really, I'm almost convincing he might go 17 and up. They might. I mean, this, this might the, you're right. Yeah. Now, I will say, I will say last year I did pick them to win the division for what it's worth. I wasn't super, super down on the team. But, yeah, uh, Jalen clearly out exceeded my expectations last year for sure. For sure. Yeah, so I, we got our dude. Got what a pleasure, yeah. man. Yeah, Sam was out in front on that. He was very big I mean, on, like, I, one I, of the early ones being like Jalen is great for when, sure. Yeah, with OG out there with OG Wade in those streets trying to. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the good news for the Eagles is that their their schedule early on allows for some sloppiness. You know, like this is not. I mean, remember I did like my mock schedule. I now I will also emphasize this again now that I'm, the game is getting ready to be here. I think it is insane they have to start the season on the road. I think it's disrespectful from the NFL. <laughs> like there is no way they should have to start the season on the road. But that that it's is a great take. That, I, that I don't aside, care, but I yeah. love I love the take. I think it's yeah. I mean the Eagles are one of the elite franchises. It's insane they have to start on the road. <laughs> that's but, what happened. They were you know. I, mean, just, I just this is a third year in a row they've done it. That's that's the best point. The three years yeah. in a row is a little silly. I agree. Um, but I but I do think that while they can win games early on while still playing sloppy. I Matt, guess is the overall point. Our guy Matt and Ridley. What up, Matt? Yo, boys. What's up, Matt? Radio. My man. I, I can't believe it, ESP, but we actually agree. Uh-oh. How about that for today? Man, I must have made, finally made a good point. You know what? No, I, I think I, I, here's what I agree with what you said earlier. We can only beat ourselves this year. Sloppy play is the only yeah. – sloppy play – and injuries were the only two things that will make us lose a game this year. I think you're 100% right. Um, yeah, I think the only team and, on the schedule where if the Eagles play their A game could also beat them would be the Chiefs. That's it. Yes. Yes. Um, but if but if we both play our A game, uh, it's a coin flip. Three points, six points, something. Yeah, you know, I mean, field in Kansas City is, is tough. But, yeah, I, I agree. They're, they're close to the Chiefs for sure, if not better. Yeah. They're right there with them. Um. And if those two things happen, we stay healthy, um, and we don't beat ourselves with sloppy play, 13 or 14 wins, without a doubt. It's, I can't believe I'm, this feels like 0-4. Like, as long as we stay healthy, 
we're going to dominate and go right back to the Super Bowl. Matt, honestly, 04 is the best comparison. I know they didn't go to the Super yeah. Bowl the year before, but 04, like 04, because 17 obviously was a magical run, and as it was going, we're like, oh man, like this team is great. And, you know, as it, and then once it goes down, the, the whole magic thing and all that. But, like, 04 was the last time, and I thought they'd be great in 18, but to Elliot always brings up, and he's right, you know, Wentz was hurt coming in, mm-hmm. full start of the first two games. There were question marks. I think we all overlooked Yeah, it. we, we all overlooked that the, the Super Bowl hangover was real for yeah. that first team. They'd never done it, all that. All that type of stuff. 04, man, like, my so my fantasy baseball team name in 2004 was Freak plus T.O. equals Super Bowl. Like, I was sure. <laughs> like, we very, were all, very we brand, were all yeah. sure, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. I think you guys are right about Barnett. He's probably going to get cut. Yeah, I, like I actually, and well, I, think call, I think he's going to be on the roster. Yeah. yeah, I do too. I think he's going to. I think much to many Eagles fans' chagrin, you're, you're going to see Derek Barnett out there. He's an interesting player at this point because, as your fifth defensive end, if he's he could, just, if he could not commit yes, the dumb he penalties, he'd be good. He'd be, yes. he'd be actually be like for your fifth defensive end. Like it's a nice player to have if he's not causing penalties. And and that's kind of the point I'm making. That with like I think he can be a top four edge rusher on a on a team, but the the, the penalties obviously. It's always or, uh, him. It, it's always I mean, him. You never want to be the it's always him guy. Well, like, that's a bad spot to be in. Unless you're so uber talented that it doesn't matter. Which he is not at this point. Obviously. Now, if they do. But never was, okay? Yeah. If they do keep him on the 53 and week one he has a personal foul, like, they got to cut him at that point. I, like, I, I think if he's on the roster, he has to be on thin ice, or if not player number 50. You have to say, to your point, and you've been saying this the whole time, and it's what you said a segment ago when you're talking about who could be a surprise cut. You're like, set a message. Yeah. Nick Sirianni needs to send a message in this case, and if it does happen in a game again, like you can't abide by that. You can't be like, "Yep, that's okay, no big deal. We'll just yeah. keep doing what we're doing." Like you got to cut him if that happens. I totally a hundred percent. But I do think he'll make it through final cuts. I do too. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. The cuts keep coming. We'll react to them as they go. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Again, we want to talk to as many Go Birds listeners as we can today. Get on the record where you at with this team. At the end of training camp preseason, Elliot's favorite time of year is over. Now it's our favorite time of year. We got the second <laughs> best time. <of> year. <laughs> We've got Eagles games coming. It's going to be awesome. So keep it here. Call in 215-592-9494. Let us at Go Birds tell you about our friends at Window Nation. Feeling the heat? High temps aren't the only thing getting you hot under the collar. Wait until you see your energy bills. The solution? We recommend our friend at Window Nation for our new energy-efficient windows. Your home stays comfortable and cool, your AC will avoid any premature breakdown, and you will save on those high-energy bills, not to mention the incredible savings Window Nation is offering right now. Get 50% off any style windows, bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus, get zero down, make zero payments with zero interest for 24 months. And this week only, receive an additional 10% off. So, maintain your chill, lower your bill, and fill your home with new Window Nation windows. Get 50% off any style windows and pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90-NATION this week and get an additional 10% off your order. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and make sure you tell them Go Birds sent you. Let's go, Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook Casino app. I listened to this album over and over and over and over and over again my senior high school. Like, I believe a, it. An insane amount. I love this album. I don't think I've ever listened to the album straight through. I definitely know some songs off it, I would think. Yeah, but, but I don't I mean, want yeah, the, the pressure of having album. to name them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, the, uh, uh, Crying 2001, I literally could sing every single song. Like, even like the, you know, off tracks, I could sing Is this what you sang on the streets of Belgium? 
No, no, no that was Billy Joel. That <laughs> okay, was Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Very different right. thing. Very little, different. Little thing. older. Yeah, that wasn't out yet by then. So true. Yes, Good point. We could have been ahead of your late eighties. You know, you know, never. What if they stole it off you? That's Belgium? right. Great point. Yes. yes. Where are my royalties? Two one five five nine two. 94-94, talking birds today. Where are you at with this team coming off of training camp? Do you feel better or worse about the Eagles and specific position group battles that you were concerned about or had thoughts about? Dive in on it. Elliot's got the answers. What's up? I, I do have a question for you because I've been debating this over the last few days. Love it. The, let's just, like, the when you're making cuts, if you're the Eagles, are you prioritizing winning now or are you prioritizing this roster's a little older? Maybe you hold on to players that you think have a future to develop. Look, I think it's always a balancing act, mm-hmm. right? You know, you have to gauge it. It's every player has a, a a value for you when you put all those things together—the future, the now, all that. But I think on a on a basic level, philosophically, I'm trying to win the Super Bowl right now. Yeah, like they, my whole focus is I have the best roster in the NFL. I have one of the two, three, whatever you want to say, best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like. I am winning a Super Bowl now, if I can. And my guess is that's how Howie will approach it. But I do think they're in an interesting situation because while the depth is slightly concerning to me, I tweeted this week that I think of the 53-man roster, I think there's like 60 players worth it. Now, that doesn't mean I think 60 players are ready to play in the NFL right now. But I think they have so many young talent, so many young players I think should be developed, that I'll be curious to see if when it comes to those kind of 47 through 53 roster spots, if they prioritize veterans or like undrafted rookies. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Ocean City and talk to our buddy Chris, who we were told was profusely apologizing to Dan Wilson prior show. It's all good, buddy. We love you. You are our and, guy. You know, it's just, you know, there's just certain standards that I just don't want to be that. I get it, man. We all have days, right? Yes. You know, I know I have um, days, yeah. and I'll like, I'm so sorry. I, I feel tired. It's like no big deal, but it's like, no, to me, it's a big deal. So I get it. Well, I don't think any other you know, show on the station would talk about a, like, maybe slightly rude comment for a month. So I think we all <laughs> agree we are nice people, and it was a small incident. And, Chris, I love that you're still calling in. Yeah. Well, thanks. I'm glad that you still take my calls. But, James, how long did it take you to learn that Dre had ghostwriters on that album? Like, I never knew that Jay-Z wrote that Still DRE song and all that. Oh, I had no idea. None. Yeah, I, had, yeah. I had no clue. It took me it took Are me you like just finding years. out? Yeah. No, no, no. I knew it okay, years, it. years okay. after. I mean, it was like, right. yeah, but I, I didn't know. Like, in the moment, none of it. Like, I assumed it was all from his freaking brain. And obviously, I'm an ab and stupid, the people who came in and did their verses. But yeah, I definitely thought it was all Dre. Same, but moving on to the birds. So my overwhelming feeling is I just think we're going to steamroll this year, and I know wow. I'm a homer, but I feel like people. Are just oh, you're smart though. No, factor. I was about to say you're. I think you're pretty measured, yeah. Chris. I don't think you're. I don't okay. think you are. Like at least with you know with, in the years we've talked to you, you've never come off to me as as kind of like an over the top Eagles fan. Oh well, then get ready for this call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get back in Dan's good graces right now. Yeah. <laughs> But, no, I just feel like people are trying to manufacture outrage and, like, ESP, like, you know I love you, but you're like the Rick James' Billy Sports Talk Radio. Like, you're cool <laughs> most of the time, but you right. just habitually step over the line and you're just going nuts. But trust well, me, there's a line stepper. But, here, you know, it's interesting, Chris, you bring that up because I, I think about that a lot too, right? Like, how do I see what I see at practice and then, you know, rep- report it's probably strong, but talk about it on the air in a way. But, like, I do think my opinion compared to others is impacted by the fact that I did see the sloppy play. Like, I agree with you, and they are an extremely talented roster. They will be good this year. But I just can't have watching, like, Sirianni spike his megaphone on the ground because of a substitution <laughs> issue and not have it impact me somewhat. Like, you know, so I think that's probably a, a, a difference, I guess. Yeah, I feel you. But my overarching takeaways are, so first and foremost with Jalen, 
I mean, we are watching an international superstar in the making. He's about I to agree take with you. The like world. the birth, and, it, Chris, it's like the birth of a of a of a superstar. We're like yeah. watching as it happens, especially with this off season with the articles and the you know the Nike and the Jordan brand, all that stuff. Like it does feel like it's like kind of like a coming out party in a way, a little bit. And Chris, not and, to stomp all over your point, we will give you time, but I think what you're saying is, is interesting. I think what's fascinating about Jalen and what's made him so good for Philly is he was already like a superstar before he came to Philly, right? Like he played at two high-profile programs. Everyone in that locker room probably already knew who he was. He had been a Heisman finalist. And so when we talk about just like the skill level of playing at one of those those um, schools, I just also think like any college you know, program or degree you go through, just the experience he got there made him so ready for this moment. Oh, totally. And the team that he surrounded himself with, like when I see him, I just see – billions of dollars walking down the street he's going to be such a revenue generator and then the other thing that i just wanted to shout out is the the philadelphia eagles social media team particularly the stuff that they're putting out on youtube just fantastic content that is getting me so excited for the season in particular the one about the, the georgia bulldog guys just all eating together and talking about their experience and how the camaraderie is just amplifying and amplifying their performance on the field i think that we are about to watch some potential future Hall of Famers and Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. And please, I'm just begging everyone, like, enjoy this. Like, I really don't think people fully appreciate the greatness that we are about to witness, and we have a front row seat. So please, everybody, I love this. Chris, you you did go over the top, and I love it. I saw a tweet a few weeks ago, and it was a picture of Bradbury and Darius Slay. And the tweet said something like, this is a picture we'll look back on in, you know, 15 years and remember these good times. That is true. Like, I I think – Part of the, the really fu- the fun part for me of an NFL season is the roller coaster. It's why I love training camp. It's why I love all these things. But on a macro drink scale, like, yeah, this is one of the most talented Eagles teams we'll probably ever see. And it's going to be one of the, you know, because of that, it has a chance to be an all-time exciting year. Yeah. We say it all the time. We are really, 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 really lucky to have Jalen Hurts. And then we should not, should not forget that at any point. All right. Normally I go to our buddy Tom in Vancouver here, but Elliot last week decreed. That he wants Tom to lead off the next hour. He's the lead off for the so two I'm going to do hour. that. We're going to we're going to bring Tom up next after this. You know, one, one call here. The next segment will be Tom first. But we're going to ask Tom how he feels about that because Tom's been waiting on hold, and it's usually you wait on hold, you get your your time. You know, it's like Good oh, point. It's, I'm up in the line. Tom's up in the line right now. Tom, I just want you to let you know I would have taken you here. This is all Elliot's fault. Let's go to Ohio and talk to Ben. Ben, you're the recipient. You get to go now. How you doing, buddy? Uh, wow, I, I like to thank <laughs> the Academy for this honor. <laughs> Jeez. You're going to kill hey, it. I, I believe in you. Hey, you know what makes me feel great today is yesterday's trade between the Cowboys and the 49ers. Yeah, but Any whispers we can hear that, ooh, Dak threw three interceptions today? Ooh, what about that rookie? Ooh, we got to give that rookie a shot. That is huge, huge He was the third pick in the draft. Did you guys know well, that? Well, I saw a lot of draft. tweets that were like, you know, Dak Wentz and uh, yeah, uh-huh. Trey Hurts or whatever. Like, this is, you know, the, the next iteration of that. I also saw, uh, and Ben, I'm happy you brought this up. An interesting article, I believe it was out of Dallas, and basically the article was saying this is a good move by the Cowboys because it's a move the Eagles would make. And it's interesting how the Eagles and Howie have kind of come like industry standards in that regard where, because we talk about all the time with contracts, how teams don't look at what the Eagles do and just mimic it. I think you're starting to see that with uh, you know a comment that we all mocked, but the quarterback factory uh, looks like they're trying to build one in Dallas. Yeah, except they went out and got damaged goods, right? Well, I think any quarterback in some ways, if you're quiet, like, yes, he is damaged goods to an extent for sure. But I, I think it's a smart move by them. Like, I don't, look, I, yeah, that's what, look, the question is from a what does it do to Dak? Like, I don't know. I don't know if there's a smart move or not from that perspective. 
But yeah, I mean, you're going out and getting a guy who was the third pick in the draft a couple years ago for a fourth round pick. Like that's a flyer. I think I think a lot of teams yeah. would take. You know. Yeah, but for Dak, but for Dak, he's going with you, to hear the whispers. Yeah, right? oh, no, for ben, sure, I it's agree. a distraction. Yeah, absolutely. it's exact. That's why I said I don't know that it's definitely a great move for them, but I think. In a vacuum, it's a fine. Well, not to mention Dak's coming off leading the league in interceptions. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like, you know, at least Carson in 2019, now granted it ended poorly in the playoffs, but was coming off of the best year he had had since 2017. Dak is coming off arguably the worst year of his career. So, yeah, I agree. It'll be a distraction yeah. down there. I'll, I'll leave you with this, guys. I know it's not exciting, but do we have to have a discussion on punters? And I can't give you a better name or anything like that, but we saw it in the Super Bowl and we needed oh, something ben. decent. We didn't get it. Ben, we've been having conversations, and I'm with you. Look, I, you know, if you listened to the podcast last year, and I had it as, I, like, my little notes app that I take all my notes for the pod when we do the pod. Yes. I just had in bold, big letters consistently Sipos because I brought it up every pod. I said, yeah. I think we were, like, a month into the season or six weeks into the season. I'm like, okay, so we have the best roster in football. We're undefeated. This team is awesome. Howie took such care to build this roster. And that dude's punting? Like, why? Why not? care about that position like you cared about the rest of the roster. Well, and I, I'm higher on Michael Clay than most are, but if they bring back Sipos and Michael which Clay, it's, yeah. which is, look, you know, look it, as of right now, now is what the probably betting favorite is, yeah. um, it would just be surprising. For I a agree. team that really is very good at fixing problems they have on the roster, the coaching staff's good at it, how he's good at correcting mistakes, frankly, overcorrecting mistakes sometimes, um, it would be surprising. But yeah, that's why the, these next few days are important. The only good argument I can see for bringing Michael Clay back, and I wouldn't have, is you already lost your other two coordinators, so like three new coordinators is like a yeah. big ass. But, but if he's not a good coordinator, it's not a good coordinator. So and I don't know that we know that he's not, but so far he's certainly not knocked yeah. our socks off. All right, 215-592-9494. We got another hour to go we want to talk to as many go birds listeners as we can where you at with this team after training camp the preseason heading into again two weeks from tomorrow the season begins calling now 215-592-9494 it's elliot Port- elliot short parks james seltzer coming from the beautiful sports book at parks casino and pro football season is right around the corner and college football is already up and running the bet park sports book app is the only sports book app that we here at Go Birds recommend they cater to the real Philly sports fan. Odds, bets, slots, games. It's all in the palm of your hand. Join us right now and download the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. New customers make a winning $10 bet and get $125 in bonus sportsbook bets back. It is a great deal. You can make college and pro football future bets on the Bet Parks Sportsbook app. Here are some of the college favorites and potential payouts. If any of these teams win it all, a $50 wager on Michigan pays $375. A $50 wager on Penn State pays $1,250. Of course, pro football, you can bet $50 on our squad here, pays out $350 if they win it all. And I think they got a damn good chance to do it. Plus, so many more fun pro football future bets to bet on. You can bet on who's going to win MVP, who's going to win Defensive Player of the Year, over-unders. You can bet on conference winners, division winners. So many fun ways to bet, to make money, and have fun doing it. Plus, bet parks is an official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Bet golf with Bet Parks and bet the tournament winner, favorite golfers, matches, and much more.